So Josh, I have been doing a lot of this lately, and it's been teaching people the art of question asking. It sounds like like a five-year-old like, or four-year-old. Like, like no-brainer kind of thing. Yeah, like, well, why, Daddy? Why does that happen? It's like, well, it's because they're curious about the world. Right. And what I've seen, and I don't know if you've seen this as well, sometimes adults require the permission again to ask a question and then just see where it goes from there. Yeah, you know? I, I think there's this like uh, perception that when we become adults, like magically we just know everything. And to ask a question is bad. It's not bad. No, but there's this perception it is. Yeah. And I think we we, we constantly fight that. Like you always hear is it's a dumb question. I know this is a stupid question, blah, blah, blah. So let's talk about that a little bit. Let's riff on this idea. All right. So launch out onto the loop with us today as we discuss the art of question asking today on Curiosity Continuum. Everybody, this is Josh, and this is Brian, and welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an ever-growing collection of content designed to ignite your creative talents and power up your critical thinking skills. We want you to master your world by learning the essentials needed to thrive in this century. We share conversations that explore, examine, reframe practical topics that help you learn something new and apply what you already know in a new way in a constantly changing world. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, be sure to sign up for our newsletter by visiting us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's start the conversation. All right, Brian. So you had this idea, this idea of asking questions or how to ask questions or why should we ask questions, right? Yes. Was that a question? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> it is a question and you did answer it. But let's riff on that idea a little bit. Let's kind of dig a little deeper. What was your kind of idea on this? Like, why did you want to talk about this? You know, for me, asking questions is one of the primary ways I learn. And Simon Sinek, who is a, a leadership folk, I mean, most of the thing people are more aware of him. He's kind of become a cultural phenomenon also. He has a book called Start With Why. And he actually was a, uh, it was an interview. He said like, you know, one of the primary ways I learn is just I ask a lot of questions. He goes like, that's just how I learn. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can totally relate to that. It's not that I can't go to a book and read or I can, you know, kind of pick it up. But I love asking the questions because if I do that, it's sparking my curiosity and it's turning my brain on into like a learning mode. Exactly. And I think that a lot of people don't ask questions. Like if somebody says like, oh, do you have any questions? I don't know if you've ever been in a room, and I know we all have, so don't say you haven't, where somebody has any questions and nobody, it's crickets, even though you you have questions, because I do this on my daily life in my at my at my nine to five job. There will be, because I'm kind of in a leadership role there, there will be like the boss, like we had it today. The boss says like a, 
a service talk for everybody and everybody says, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, do you have any questions? And nobody says anything. I have some questions, but I already know the answers, so I just don't ask them. We have break right after and like five people come up to me and ask me questions. (laughs) 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 And part of it is because of the group setting, I think. Yes. In a a group setting, people are kind of skittish ass questions. Now, that has to do with, sometimes it's a confidence thing, but oftentimes it's just as a personality thing. There, are, Again, we, we, in other podcasts, we've talked about how people actually conceive and think about information. Some people come armed with questions. They already know, I'm going to say these things. Other people are like, mm, that thing I have to come back to because I'm not entirely sure on that. And other folks, honestly, it takes a moment, and there's nothing, it's not better or worse, it's just what it is, that some people need like a day to think of it, I go, now this is the question that I have. It's just how people's brains work. The The part about asking a question is that you're, you're admitting off the bat that you don't know the answer necessarily. Now, some people set you up with like, you know, you what <laughs> lead soft, them to the, the answer. The softball questions, yeah. The softball question. But if it's a true question, even if it's as simple as like, what would you like for dinner tonight? That's You don't know. Right? Maybe you don't know the answer either. That is but it an means ongoing you, debate in the guru household, too. Like, what what <laughs> will you have for dinner tonight? <laughs> yes. You want this? No. What about this? No. Why don't you suggest something? And then well, you suggest something, <laughs> and it's not right. So. <laughs> <laughs> when you're asking questions, you are basically saying, I don't know, but I want to know. Now, that opens you up to being misunderstood sometimes right and that seems like what what do you mean like you're asking a question i'm telling you what there are so many people that would rather bluff you under the table to look like they have an answer versus actually just inquiring saying they don't know right you know because there's a two-way dynamic if you ask a question you're hoping that the other person will either respond with an answer or maybe ask a question back for clarification that's actually a powerful thing so one of the best examples of this like rhetoric style actually if you read the bible jesus is constantly asking the pharisees who are always trying to like set him up with questions he would always ask a question back for clarification and context the art of asking questions helps you clarify context and an intent for people to be able to understand really what is at the heart of the request which is super important because a lot of times questions are asked not because that person doesn't know, but it's because they are like trying to get you to go down a certain path. So if you ask a question to a question, like Brian said, that is a powerful thing, can be used. A lot of times, you know, kids use this a lot with their parents. You'll be like, well, you know, you're doing this. Well, why do I need to do that? Blah, blah, blah. Well, look, that's not the kind of question we're asking. We're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about real questions that get at like a heart of an issue or drive you down a certain path. Like if there's a fork in the road, you might ask the question where they have to go left or right. So that gets you into another area where then you can dig deeper, figure out context because context is important. And I think we've talked about this in probably every episode that we've launched pretty much but context is important yes in question asking uh, when i do this with coaching clients and i'm teaching them basically questions to ask especially around something like financials there's a lot of people that uh, like if you're not a finance person per se right 
it all of a sudden people's eyes just glaze over or something. It's just because it's like, it feels intimidating. And I said like, it's actually not when you think of the numbers on the page as it's a language is telling you something, right? And you have to understand what type of answer it is. So if I said, Josh, this thing says a thousand dollars and you'd say like, that's good. And then I follow <laughs> up by saying thousand dollars in the hole that you owe me. Well, that's not good. You know, it's right. Like, or a thousand dollars. Like, right. It's like, well, isn't that good? It's like, well, you planned on making a hundred, you made a thousand. Well, that's good. You know, but it cost you $2,000 to get that thousand dollars. Like, well, that's not worth it. <laughs> there's, there's always like a sequence and cadence, which you can kind of come to a, an understanding. Sometimes a question doesn't mean you have an answer. It means you have an understanding. And those are very different. Sometimes you're like, well, I ask questions. Now I have more questions. It's like, that's okay. See, because like, if your goal is just to get an answer, that that's fine. But oftentimes questions lead you to understanding. That's probably on the journey to maybe coming to a decision or coming to um, coming to a, uh, like a, an understanding of an answer. But that journey is important. And it's not, it's not said enough, especially in the Western world, in a lot of school systems, the learning process is paramount. And this art of asking questions is interwoven into a rich learning experience. Right. And I mean, like Brian and I grew up, and like Brian said, he asked a lot of questions. I've always asked questions too. I've always asked questions about how things work, why things are the way they are. And if we can, I always think of that in my mind and think, wow, I ask those questions because I'm trying to like always find efficiency in the process. And I think a lot of people are looking for different things. But for me, that's what I've learned that I'm looking for. How do I shortcut this? How do I do this better so that my time is more well spent. I've realized that my time is important. And I think that if everyone realized why they ask questions or why they want to ask questions, it's different for a lot of people. Like uh, Brian asks questions a lot because he really is trying to clarify some stuff. And I think because Brian is always trying to come up with a whole new process for things. So he's always trying to like iterate on the entire thing from beginning to end. I'm always looking at like one little part of it. That's just, I've learned that I'm doing that. And so I think if everyone learns like what they're trying to ask, you can ask a better question. Yeah, very fair. Here's a great example, I think, of that played out in a thing. So a couple uh, cycles ago, uh, we we were production support (laughs) for my son when he was making, it was basically a spud gun made of PVC parts. We called it the citrus hand cannon because this actually... If you use a little orange, it actually is better because it's a little bit flexible. It creates a nice seal, and this thing shoots like the Dickens. It's pretty awesome. So the setup was the same. And so one thing that we were looking at the design is like the best way to mount the ignition within the piping itself. So this is how this kind of went as we're all three at the table. So it's my son, Josh, and me. I was looking at it going like, you know, what if, like Josh said, I think this screw will work. And I said, I don't know if that'll work. I mean, if it did work, it would be this. Now it kind of starts spinning, go back. Like, well, what if this was this? And did we have to cover it? And does that create a hole in the end? And Josh, in the meantime, just took the screwdriver and screwed it and go, yep, it works. <laughs> you know? So sometimes I do try to over-engineer something. Um, but it it worked. It absolutely worked. It, it met the need for sure. You know? Um, sometimes those things just require you to try it. It's like... <laughs> Josh asked the question, will this work? 
And then he answered himself, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm going to try it. Right. And that, that's a great, that's a great answer because it increased the understanding. Like it, it either was going to work or it didn't. And that's okay. At that, you've, your understanding has increased. So pulling it back to like, uh, like the finance exercises often, I just have to tell people like, don't take the number at face value. You need to understand the other things that hold it up. Right. Again, that context is king. Right. Because if you don't understand, and I'll, I'll take it to the financial thing too. If you don't understand, somebody can give you a number. I can say a million and everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's really good. Well, what is that? Is that a million dollars in the hole? Is that a million, <laughs> a million dollars I saved the company? If that number means nothing, then you don't understand what it means. So the number is important, but how you got to the number is the best thing. And how you might get to know what that number understands is by asking the right question. Yes. So let me put on the uh, analyst hat here. So I, in my career, I've done a lot of financial models. And for those of you who don't know, basically what it is, it's basic, uh, a, a model is all like, here's some numbers with assumptions. We think it would work this way. And these are the results that we get based on this assumption. It's right. kind of like setting up your own math equation with a, with a, the intent of trying to come to a decision. It might be uh, the investor trying to make a decision about, should I invest? It might be something about, is this forecast reasonable for like where we think we're going to end up for a given month? Whatever it may be. What happens in this thing, though, is that the people who are looking at it from the other way, you have to understand who your audience is, who it's talking to. And then what you have to do is say, okay, what questions am I actually trying to answer with these numbers? And then the other person should be asking, like, what are your assumptions? Because I've seen people and they had a really nice looking PDF. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and there's the growth. And I'm like, what are your assumptions? They go, what do you mean? I said, what makes up that number? And some people have the answer. They were very confident. Other people are kind of scrambling. Well, it's kind of this and kind of that. And I'm like, well, what percentage of this or that are you talking about? And they're kind of like, well, they didn't know the answer because they didn't ask enough questions in it to go like, now what actually makes this up? But somebody who's really going to want to understand it is going to ask those things because it's not immediately clear all the things that went on in your head in that number unless you're making it known somehow. Right. And I mean, that is the important part, right? It's the important part is understanding uh, where you where you are, where you're going, and where you're trying to get to and mm -hmm. how you're trying to get there. And yes. so like big fortune, you know, 500 companies, you know, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, these trillion dollar companies, they're asking those questions like, okay, that number's great, but how do we get there? How do we increase that number? How do we do this? How do we do that? Mm -hmm. And it really does separate out a different group from a, uh, another group. Because if you look at like the top 10 companies in the world, and then you look at just the next 10 companies, there's this huge rift between them. And they obviously are better at doing something than these other companies, right? Mm -hmm. So 90% of that is probably somebody, you know, as they're increasing stuff, increasing profit, increasing reliability, whatever they're trying to, what product they're pushing, that they have people asking the right questions to improve that product. And they're not afraid to say, go back and say, what was the answer may not be the answer now because their understanding has changed or something else 
in the construct or the context changed. Yeah, because market market situations change all the time, right? Yeah, I mean, look at like something like like the S and P five hundred or Nasdaq or you know what you say like these are the companies that make up these things, and it's like they don't stay there very long. No, oh. they come and they go, yeah. and it's like, well, why? Well, there's seasons for business. Sometimes there's, I mean, there's a myriad of reasons. But again, like, well, why did that company fall off? That's another question. You want to understand what happened. That opens up the world of story. And human beings really understand well when there's a story behind something versus just a, like a, just the, is, just right the plain there. fact. Yeah. Yeah. I would encourage people to be bold in your question asking. Sometimes people may rebuff you and that's okay. It's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on somebody's willingness to be questioned or whatever. It may have more to do with their pride to try to preserve like the appearance that they know everything or they got it all together. Don't be afraid to ask questions and be like that little child. Why, daddy? Why? Why is this? And ask five times. Right. Because <laughs> it actually is a useful exercise to understand your world. Yeah. And I would also say is uh, don't feel that that question you ask is dumb and don't feel like don't feel like, man, that was a stupid question. After in, if somebody looks at you and says, oh, that was that's really simple. Here's the answer. Great. Well, now you've increased your knowledge and at least they're aware that maybe they didn't quite explain something the right way. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of my challenge to people with this, I think. I'm huh, Brian. That's great. Let's put a comma in the conversation, huh? Yeah, let's do that. All right. Well, until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. <laughs> <laughs>